Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where this dad talks about life, kids, and stuff. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and once again, I am live at the Dad 2.0 Summit here in San Antonio, and with me is a very special guest, Mr. Jordan Shapiro. Jordan, thank you so much for being on the show today. How are you doing? It's, it's such a pleasure to be here. I'm doing <laughs> doing great. I'm excited to be in San Antonio. I've yes. never been in San Antonio you before. And oh. right when we're done, I'm going to go find myself. I'm going to go try the famous Whataburger. And oh, yes. Oh, you got to get the spicy ketchup the spicy for the fries. Ketchup and a patty melt, right? That's what they tell me. Uh, but you can have the patty melt. That is one of their signature favorites. Uh, right. I'm more partial to the just the plain old bacon cheeseburger. Okay. That's me. Uh, but I've tried the whole menu. So uh, I will tell you, if you're around either before 11 a.m. or after 11 p.m., you need to get a honey butter chicken biscuit. <laughs> okay. You get one of those, get one of their bacon, egg, and cheese taquitos, and call it a day. I mean, <laughs> it, so- it, it, it sounds delicious. It <laughs> is so good. The only bad thing is Whataburger occasionally, especially the one by my house, can be pretty slow. Oh. But to me, it's always worth the wait. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you know after I try it right. later today. <laughs> You'll be like, there's nothing spectacular about this. What are you talking about? <laughs> we'll be good. So Jordan is here to talk about, we're going to talk about a lot of things, specifically as it relates to technology and parenting. But you just wrote a new book called, the. well, it, you wrote a book. It is new. It's called <laughs> The New Childhood, Raising Kids to Thrive in a Connected World. And you gave a 20-minute presentation earlier today at the summit about your book and your personal journey with this. So if you can do this for me, kind of let's start with a little bit of a broad overview about what drove you to want to write the book and what motivated you to write the book. And we'll get into some of the feedback you've gotten and your perspectives on technology as it relates to kids and parenting. Because you, you frequently will are writing different articles and stuff that I'm finding very enlightening, specifically because I think technology is something that is a new and foreign and co- concept to a lot of parents and families and is also constantly evolving every single day. So, so all that to say, let's talk about, take me back to why did you originally want to write this specific book? Uh, well, well, it, st- it started with me playing video games with my kids and I started playing video games with my kids when, uh, when, I w- when, my, when my ex-wife and I first divorced and I wanted to spend time with my kids and they wanted to play video games and I was like, if I said stop playing and come for a hike, it would have felt like a punishment. Right, so I was right. like, you better <laughs> yeah. sit on the like couch. Meet, meet them where they are kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, so I sat down on the couch and I started to play. I hadn't played in years. Probably the last time I played was the original Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it was not, I, I never, I kind of thought they were uh, a waste of time. I knew too many friends who like while I was, while I was writing were playing for hours. Hours. <laughs> hours and hours and hours. I know personally for me, I, I stepped away from video games for a very long time because I found when I would sit down, I would look up and it would be three, four, five hours later and I would go, I, I, it feels to me that I lost a whole day and, yeah. and I couldn't reconcile with that. So I completely understand where you're coming from in that yeah, regard. Yeah, that was why I didn't play for many years. And then, and then I started to play with my kids and I started to notice what they were doing. Um, and I realized they were, they were learning a whole, a whole lot of things. I mean, there's sort of the obvious things like problem solving, perseverance. Right. Um, but I, I started to do more research because my background's in psychology and philosophy. And, and there, there's, there's not only a lot of messaging in terms of, you know, wh- uh, what are the narratives, wh- right. which are sometimes cause for concern because they're violent or they're misogynist or they're, they're, they're full of, there's sometimes problematic content. Right. But, but, but also it, it involves the kind of ability 
ability to understand rules and to and, and, and to navigate boundaries that actually we know is, is you know the science has proven again and again is, is how you develop executive function and self-regulation skills and especially for my kids today that's happening in a very social online way it's not happening like you know we right. were playing with yeah. a cartridge right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. right. make sure and blow on it if it's not working you know? <laughs> right right they had <laughs> like dust a, out. they have a headpiece and they're talking for yeah. for hours with friends and they're talking about lots of different things and so that I, I wanted to write the book because what I heard all over the place is you know this technology is bad this technology is hurting our kids right this, and I think it occurred to me with with, with my my background in philosophy that that you know everything we do as humans is mediated through tools right right we don't you know I don't we might be the only animal that uses tools you can find actually monkeys like cracking nuts right. with yeah, rocks yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on YouTube yeah. um, but <laughs> what we do know is that their entire world is not tools right. our entire world is tools right yep. language yep. is a tool um, um, our shoes are tools right right, right. writing with a, a, a pen is a, is a, that's technology yep. Yep. And, and the technology is always changing and and I think what what our job as parents really is is. If you look at this in sort of a broad human way mm -hmm. rather than a today or tomorrow way, our job as parents is to go, hey, how do we take those values that 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 matter to us as humans that matter that are sort of the old, 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 like we learned how to live together as people at yeah. some point. Yeah. Right? And we need to pass the, that knowledge on to our kids and we need to do it in a way where it remains meaningful even as the technology around us changes. Right. And that's really what we do. That's what my parents did. They had a different world and they had to go, how do I tell you what mattered to me and my parents and right. how you, you do it in a different kind of world. Right. And so I wanted to get that message across to parents to go, hey, every time you're going stay away from technology, every time yep. you're casting it as sort of this evil temptation, every time you're leaving kids alone with it or even keeping them away from it, right. you're, you're actually losing an opportunity to go, hey, how do I, how do I put my ethics and my morals and right. my values and my politics into your life? Right, right? exactly. So that you can express them using the tools that everybody uses. Right. So, I mean, you and I are sitting here doing a podcast. There's probably five screens. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, right? Like, exactly. this is just part of life. Right. Screen time's not optional anymore. Right. And, it, and, and it really drills down, like you, like us as parents, you know, we really got to drill down to, you, you got to stop. And I see this a lot with a lot of my peers or a lot of other people online that you think that there, it's a one-to-one -one comparison, right? Like I can tell you screen times are bad because of X, Y, Z reason. And it's like, well, you're not equating everything. And I think we're getting lost in the weeds. We're getting, that's my favorite expression. It's like, we're getting down <laughs> in the weeds on this. Like we're losing sight of the mission. Yeah. And the mission is we're trying to raise our kids to be the best people that they can be. What are the core values of what it means to be a good person? Now that we've taught you that, or we know where we want, well, where we want to go, what is the current available resources in order to get that message across, right? Yeah, but what I would add to that is we both have core values, but right. then w the only way we express those core values is always technological. Yeah. Right? Whether, yeah. right? Like, so, so you, we may believe that, you know, if you think about just the fact that ancient humans decided it was better to live together in societies with agriculture, that's a technological decision, right? right? That's yeah. a decision that, like, yeah. it would be better for us to build together. Right. Than, than to, to kill all each be other individually and yeah, just kill each other off. Yeah. <laughs> right, Lifespan's right. not very long. Right. Right. So we're all we're we're always trying to do that, and so and so it 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 the the idea that we can separate that context from our values, mm -hmm. I think, 
is really problematic. Right. right? Is, is really not true. You can't. You, right. you have to be doing both at once if you want to do it well. And, and, and it also becomes, you know, when you look at Twitter and people look at Twitter and they go, hey, it can be so mean and it right. can be, and it can be, and you look yeah. at a lot of social media and there can be cyberbullying. I always sit there and go, well, of course, how many parents are sitting there going, here's how you're supposed to behave on the internet. Let me model it for you. Let me show. Right. Like, <laughs> no. How many, how many of those same parents are just trying to learn that themselves and are too lost in the weeds tweeting and retweeting political memes yeah. just because they're fired up about something. And so well, then and our political no. situation is sort of a great example. It's like we're right. a whole bunch of people who never learned how to use social media. Yeah. So we're just like angry screaming instead, right. <laughs> instead of doing right. it the way we teach our kids. And people are saying like, why are we so divided now? And it's like, well, because we're just screaming. We're just screaming one side over the other. And it's like when you actually have one-on-one -on -one conversations with people, whether digitally or in person, but you're able to have authentic, genuine connection with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis, then people start seeing, oh, well, yeah, there is yeah, a person yeah. here. There is a genuine connection here. We can be better people, but, you know, but, but a lot of adults don't do that. And so it just gets filtered down as like, this is appropriate behavior. Yeah. Well, and, and, they, not, and, yeah. They, and they never learned how, right? If right. you think about, if you think about this, like when I saw, when my kids were really little and they would be on the playground, they'd have a big argument with someone, Donald Duck's the best. No, <laughs> no, Mickey Mouse. And they get louder and louder. Right. Mickey Mouse is better than Donald <laughs> right. Duck while they're on the top of the sliding board, <laughs> pushing and shoving. And what do yeah. we do? We walk up to them and we go, that's not the way you talk to people. Right. Like, let's talk about how you do it. Like well, immediate we, intervention. Right. We yeah. are not doing that at all for, uh, for social media. Instead, right. we're sending them on their own and then we're going, this is so full of meanness, right? How, well, how, how yeah. could it not be if no parents ever right. taught people exactly. how not to do it? Exactly. And you don't teach people that by going, you don't teach people anything by going, here's the rules, now go do it. See, we right. teach the internet the way we do. Imagine if we, imagine, imagine if you took, you, you have how many kids? I have two kids. I have a four-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Okay, so ma well, we'll start with the four-year-old. Imagine yeah. you taught your, your four-year-old how to cross the street by going, here's the rules, look both ways, now go do it. Yeah. You're she, not going to hold their hand and make yeah. sure they do it oh, first? Man. It would be a disaster. <laughs> They'd be, be dead. Yeah, they would because she would just like run out yeah. like she does everywhere else and then like not cognizant of the cars around or the rules of the road or yeah, I mean. That's I, what we're doing to kids yeah. online. You're right. We're not holding their hands and going, let me make sure every time you do this, I see you look both ways right. before, I, uh, before I ever let you do it alone. Or like with my daughter right now, we're all, we're super big on. Uh, it's a parking lot. You have to hold hands. It's a parking right. lot. There are cars. You have to hold and hands. And eventually, like, you'll know that she's looking. Right. So you'll let go. Exactly. And we need to do that digitally. Like, yeah. no, this is a, a digital parking lot. We need to hold <laughs> hands on this. Yeah. Or you know, let's walk together. Let's cross. Let's let's take these baby steps and let's grow as as you grow. That's yeah. exactly right. And so what happens in the in the conversation about screen time so much is parents go, well, what's the right age when they should do it, right? As if there's a right age when you can stop holding your daughter's right. hand. Yeah. No, a, you stop holding your daughter's hand when you see that your daughter is ready. Right, <laughs> right. And, and it just, I, I feel like oftentimes, and I, and I don't like to, to, to critique or to uh, say one is right versus another because I'm still trying to figure it out myself, <laughs> right? But I do often see that they're, like when, when my daughter was brand new, I'll serve this as an example. It was told, I uh, had a lot of peers and a lot of other people say, no screens before age two. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like I, I don't have a problem with that necessarily, <laughs> but it, to me it felt like kind of an arbitrary rule. Like there should be a rule. Let's just make this the rule. And then nobody's really challenging it because there's not anything that people have come up with that's better <laughs> or more adaptable. So people are like, well, I guess this works. And, I, and for me, I was like, I mean, I'll like maybe not go to it. I'll try and I'll like work with it, but like I'm not going to just shut it out if I feel 
feel like it works in the situation. And yeah. I found that things were a lot more flexible. And then with my son, same thing. But uh, we had some friends that were very like, like this was a hill to die on. It was a big deal. And then later on, like they, they kind of realized, and, and there was a couple other people as well that were similar that, that it was like, First child, like, no, absolutely not, absolutely not, holding holding to their gun, so to speak. And then second child, they went, I'm too exhausted to, like, not, so I'm not. And then they realized, oh, this this isn't really that big. I mean, as long as you're, like, not, <laughs> you know, as long as you're a, you have some common sense about what's appropriate and what's not appropriate yeah, yeah. age-wise and what are they seeing, what are they learning, are you engaging with them with it, then it doesn't it, – in that instance, it doesn't matter. And yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm so familiar with all this research, so sure, I, yeah. I can totally explain this. Yeah, yeah, explain yeah. it all to you. Uh, listen, the the there's no, there is absolutely no research that says that there's anything toxic about screen time. Okay, okay. there's no. In fact, the, in the UK, the uh, the government, uh, uh, the, the what's called the Royal College of Pediatrics, just issued a statement that said that matter of factly, right? There is no evidence of any toxic impact of screen time. Now there's possibly this blue light, but it's not clear evidence yet. You've heard about the blue light, I'm sure. Yep. Right. There's some. There's some evidence that it may impact sleeping patterns. So right. they recommend not doing it before bed, although it's not conclusive yet, but, right. but it looks pretty good. I try to keep yeah. my kids away from before well, bed. I try to keep myself away from And honestly, bed. like I, I have the, the blue light filter that I yeah. turned off on my phone and that turned off on uh, the TVs just because uh, honestly, like it was a little bit... Um, it's too intense. It, it is, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so it's a little bit warmer or, and a little bit softer is what I'm trying to say, the, the, yeah, the yeah. screen. And so I noticed that it helps me kind of relax a little bit in general. Yeah. And so I feel like, well, to me, turning it off is not hurting anybody. Yeah, so why not? Yeah. But when you're dealing with kids under, uh, under, under two, you know, what, 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 what uh, so that can't, comes from the, 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 I forget what it's called, the American Pediatric Association, American Association of Pediatrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're Whatever it is. Yep. The, they, they issued that originally. And the reason that, that they did it is because we know that, those first two years, the interaction with people and family and touching things and, and the eye contact mm -hmm. and what's called what they call serve and return serve and re, yeah serve and return interactions where you are talking to your kid and they're talking back oh, and they okay. go they make a sound and you make the sound back yeah, or you yeah. go oh you want an app you know that you're making right. yeah, this, yeah, 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 these yeah. interactions are so important to brain development so important mm -hmm. to to so many of these sort of key skills and they were really worried that if you put Kid, the kids would end up in front of screens instead of parents, right? right. They'd, just, they'd just be watching, you know, La La Beethoven with like a, a Muppet, right? Yeah, right. right. And they were worried about that, as yeah. they should be, because sure. you should not be like leaving your kid eight hours a day. Right. They need yeah, that yeah, interaction yeah, 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 exactly, constantly. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and so that's why I've never sort of said, hey, the two-year rule is bad. But again, if you're doing all the other stuff, if you're, if you're constantly interacting and talking to your kid and building all of those conversation skills, those eye-tack skills, those physical skills, letting them explore, letting them climb then you know if you put them in front of a 20 minute uh, Sesame Street episode so that you so that you can shower that's yeah. not a bad thing right right <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right, right but if right. you're always doing that right. you know then we have something to worry about right yeah it, it's it's a very it's a it's uh you know it gets into the common sense argument too it's like these rules 
and guidelines about let's be a little bit more relaxed work if you're also using basic common sense with like, yeah, I'm not going to leave my child eight hours a day in front of the TV, but like a little bit here and there, depending on the situation, is fine. You don't need to stress so much about it. Yeah, and there's also some really, you know, when it comes to like iPads, there's some really clear benefits for young kids. Like like, uh, uh, finger articulation. It's one of the things you have to Mm. learn to do early is be able to separate your fingers, not just imagine your hand as a whole. I mean, we don't know what they imagine, but be able to use your hands, fingers independently. And the swiping on a touchscreen can be really helpful for that. You know, again, this is not instead of all the other things. So often I say these things and people are like, well, I don't want them on an iPad. Why can't they use a pen to learn finger articulation? and crayons. I'm like, why can't they use both? Right. Right. It's not an either or situation. It's let's use all, just like you were saying at the beginning, let's use all the tools at our disposal in order to promote education and development and growth in general. It's like, like if you've got my favorite, favorite saying is, uh, you know, you do the best you can with what you know, but when you know better, do better. Yeah. And so now we we're knowing better. So let let's do better. I'm, like, I'm with you on that. Let's yeah, not limit absolutely. ourselves. Now I do want to pivot. And what, okay, would, you yeah, say, yeah, what sure. would you say? No, no, no. This is good. This is fascinating for me. But I want to I want to be mindful of your time and and get all the questions I want to ask in. But what would you say? So we've talked about kind of the younger uh, development, the younger uh, yeah. kids range. What would you say to the parent that has kids that want to play Fortnite nonstop? Yeah, well, <laughs> so I, I have some of those. Okay, <laughs> okay. I figured, I figured you could relate. <laughs> um, um, I mean, the, the, if it's really nonstop, yeah, that that's that's a problem. What I sure, find sure. more often is that it's not nearly as nonstop as 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 parents say, right? Right, right, so, right, right, right. So what real, you know, I'll use my 11 year old as an example. I think many parents would say he plays nonstop. But if you look at what he does, he comes home from school. It's already 4 p.m. by the right. time we get home from school. He does his homework first. He yeah. has a snack. Then he plays Fortnite until dinner. So it's like an hour and a half. Sure. Right? Right, right. right. And, then we get, and then he goes to sleep. Right? right. He doesn't have time to play for eight hours right. a day. Right, exactly. He's in school all the time. But yes, on the weekends, sometimes he, if it's raining out and we sure. can't do anything else, he'll play a little, a little longer. I think they, they, you need to be sort of aware. I think there's a real sort of misconception because right. we're so afraid of the screens. I'll often joke that when I talk to parents... If I talk to parents normally, they'll be like, "Oh, my kid's so gifted. Everybody's kid's gifted. Right, Everybody's of course. kid's yeah. so brilliant. <laughs> my kid's so beautiful." Yeah. And then you mention screen time, and they're suddenly like, "Oh, my kid's addicted. I, he's really, he really doesn't know how to behave or right. talk to people." I'm like, "Wait, how can he be gifted and so and, and socially have, like, an incompetent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, the, the, uh, you could be gifted and have addiction. Well, I, mean, yeah, I guess but, you can't be addicted. Com- yeah, you can't be socially incompetent and right. also gifted. And, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't. <laughs> and, and you also see this a lot in schools where people will like they'll give like I, I see it a lot with some of my friends that have older kids and that their, their kids will have iPad, like school designated iPads yeah. or laptops or whatever, or they have to use, what is it, Google Class to... Google Classroom. Thank, yeah, thank yeah. you, Google Classroom. But at the same time, they're like, don't be on your screens. Yeah. It's like, well, you're, you're sending mixed messages. On yeah. the one hand, you're saying this is great because they're able to, to fully immerse themselves with school and they can interact and they can do all these extra stuff while in class and outside of class. But then you're also saying like, D- but don't be on it because it's bad for you. And it's like... And that's also scary to me because this is their identities are so caught up, like Mm -hmm. their whole is so caught up in their the way that they interact with with video games and with social media right. and right so when when you're you're basically criticizing their identity you're right. criticizing the thing that means most right. to them and that is not good for their self-esteem right right that's certainly not going to make that part of their lives reflect their your parental values right. if what you've done is told them that's a, a, a bad thing what i'd like right. to see is is parents get 
instead of getting angry about the screen time, like do things like go, you have to go out. I require you go outside right. for yeah, an yeah, hour yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like let's talk about outdoor time. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, because yeah. That, that's always been sort of my parenting attitude is my kids, I've told them a million times, like, look, I, be on the screens as long as you want. I've never had a, a, yeah. a, a rule. Sure. Um, but I do have a rule that you must read before bed every night. Mm. You mm-hmm. must spend some time every day playing, at, well, if it's the weather's okay, playing right, outside, right. doing some kind of exercise. You must do something creative, right? right. Like whether that's art or sculpture or whatever, you know, there's all these yeah. other things I want them to do. And you're simulating all of their, um, yeah. all of their, uh, what am I trying to say? You're making sure that they're getting exposed to all of these different avenues so that way they're well-rounded with their development yeah. and engagement. Right, because what you often see is parents who will go, well, my kids won't do anything, and so I don't let them use screen time more than two hours a day. And then they, don't, and then they take away the screen time, and the kids just sit there bored because the parents aren't like, now you need to draw instead. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, kids. Yeah. They can't just, yeah. like, they have this thing that gives them all the choices, and then they have no, an emptiness. Sure. You need to fill the emptiness, not get mad at the thing that gives right. them all the choices. One thing that I've found, this is like, a totally selfish question, but something that I've noticed with my daughter at times, and, and I feel like we're, we're on the way to, to finding a better way to, to work through this, but there's sometimes where she will be on her Kindle or she'll be watching TV or, or whatever. And we'll, we'll tell her like, Hey, there's only, so we always, we, we know, don't just shut it off. We always kind of like bake in, like we got about five more minutes and we're going to wrap it up and mm-hmm. then we're going to move on to whatever it is. But there are times where she's amenable to it and it's like, okay. And then there's other times where she just is like, like, like you just, I don't, I don't even know how to equate <laughs> it. It was like, I, like you rip a pacifier out of a baby's yeah, mouth yeah. and it's like not calling my daughter a baby, but I'm just like, and she's just like freaks out a little bit about like, I don't know what to do. And yeah. it's like, I, I don't really quite know where that comes from or like really even how to kind of combat that feeling. Well, well, what I'll tell you is you actually, you, you, you slipped up, but you did it, but it was the right slip up, which is, okay. it's the same as taking a pacifier okay, right, away. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like where nobody's worried about that. We're not like pacifiers are addictive. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. I always tell the story. My, my, uh, one of my sons is, it just loves Lego. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and he'll save up allowance and he'll like, what can I do around the house to get money to buy the like crazy right, right. sets? It'll take him right. months till he can afford like the hundred dollar set. And right. then buy it and then he'll start working on it okay and it'll be time to leave for school and he'll decide that's the moment where he has to do the next step and i'll Mm. go you have to stop and Mm -hmm. it will have the biggest breakdown screaming match between me and me me and him right like all over lego and i'm like nobody acts like that's the lego's fault right 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 it is totally normal for kids to not want to stop what they're doing Okay, so right, it's just like, a generic child when development. when you were a kid, no yeah, matter no. what you, like, you oh didn't want God. to be stopped. You got no, so I didn't. angry when your parents were like, stop doing this. And I'd be like, no, I just want to finish this because I'm in the middle of whatever thought or whatever it is. Yeah. So so, okay. so you just have to keep doing it and you do it a hundred times and you hopefully eventually, they just like just like you, just like right. me, you eventually learn to prioritize time better and yeah. you learn to do it because your parents had to nag you for 18 years right. probably. Yeah. Like I, maybe yeah. longer I had to get nagged. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. right? I often say that, I mean, I often talk about this. We get so confused. We're so worried about the fact that we're nagging. Right. But I think the nagging is such a good thing. Like so many of the things that I do right in the world are because I have this voice on my shoulder of my mom or my dad going, don't do that. Why are you doing that right now? Or, right. I, or I think, what would my dad do? What would my mom do? What right. Would, right. Because I can hear them criticizing me or nagging me or right. That, that's right. a good thing. Yeah. As long as those are the right things right. and not abusive things. Right. Exactly. And what it scares me is when we're running around to kids going, that thing you love is 
uh, addictive, evil, right. uh, uh, hacking your dopamine pathways. Right. Right. I'm, I'm like, that's actually the wrong voice. That's not right. giving your kid a compassionate voice about, about mediating their time. What right. we want them is to go, well, well, maybe I could do something more productive or compassionate. Right. Not, I shouldn't do this because it's evil. Right. And, <laughs> and they get really, and they get like, uh, like a, almost like a, a complex about it, or they can. They, you're. I feel like when when we're passing on those messages, we're we're provide. Not only are we providing the wrong messages, but we are setting them up for failure. In that, when they're faced with a situation, they're going to have this complex about like, well, I feel like I'm I feel guilty, a guilt complex. That's yeah, what yeah. Saying. It's they self. Guilt, it's self-loathing. Yes. yes it's self, exactly. And we adults have it. That I call it the binge and purge digital detox attitude. We all use devices all day, and then we post on social media about how we need a digital detox. I'm right. like thinking, what is healthy about that? Right, exactly. And it's like, it's not, uh, yeah, it's just. Whew. I mean, I'm all, yeah. if you need a digital detox, take one, but it would be better if we just knew how to integrate it in a holistic way from right. the beginning. Right, Let's Let's think about a more balanced and, and yeah, like you said, holistic approach to being able to integrate everything. Again, all the tools we have at our disposal. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, it's just, you see, it, it reminds me so often of an eating disorder yeah. in that like you have people who are bulimic and they're just like, I can't stop eating. I can't stop. You know, I'm, I'm disgusted with myself and I need to just purge everything. And it's like a back and forth, a back and forth, a back and forth. And people to your point, do the exact same thing with dig with digital stuff and screens. And like, I'm giving up, you know, you see people like uh, on new year's, like I'm giving up screens for a month or for a year. Or yeah. like I had friends that were like, I'm giving up screens for Lent. And yeah. like five days later, they're like, Oh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I feel so bad. I feel so guilty. But you know, then we also have kids who have really serious, unhealthy relationships to video games, right? right. Like, I don't want to pretend that doesn't exist. Right. That certainly exists. But to your point, the reason that exists, right, the reason they have these unhealthy uh, things that some people want to characterize as addiction, right, is because of other things going on, right? Sure. Questions about confidence, questions about their identity, how, do, how, how good do they feel about themselves. Sending them to like uh, uh, video game uh, uh, um, rehab yeah. is not going to solve those deeper no. issues, which is what's causing the problem. What they need is parents to get deeply involved, to care, right. to love them, to support them as they learn to get healthier attitudes and a healthier attitude. It's an attitude about yourself. It's right. not an attitude about the video game, right? Then they need that. I, I, you know, I don't want to minimize that pain because I hear stories all the time about kids who really, who really do have a, a, a really unhealthy problematic thing. Right. I just get scared that we kind of scapegoat the Xbox right. for that because yeah. that's not going to help the kids. No, it's really, it reminds me a lot of, you know, uh, we're looking at, we're so focused on looking at the, the top, the top most issue or, or what we can easily equate it to an easy fix yeah. that we want to just kind of write it off as that, as opposed to really spending the time digging deep, being present to figure out, all right, why are they diving deeper into this or why are they acting out in this such a way? And is it because they're going through something very stressful in life or in school? Or is it because, you know, parents are always traveling, nobody's home all the time. And this is like a connection they have, you know, who knows, who knows what it is. Yeah. But I think, I think you're right. You, in a lot of these situations where we want to make, we as parents want to make uh, immediate gut reaction, we need to, or snap judgment. We need to step back and evaluate the whole playing field yeah. to figure out what is different than it was when before I noticed this happening. What has yeah. changed? And, and getting involved with them because often, right. often what, what happens with, with, with when, when it is these game issues is that the kid ha has 
invested so much of how they imagine themselves in the power-ups, in the skins, in right. the status, in the in their in-game yep. status, yep, yep, right? Yep, yep. They, I mean, we can all remember that, but what about when that gets out of hand? And that's often what it is, which tells you that had you been sitting there playing the game with them from the time they were 10, they, right. they, then you would have taught them it doesn't really matter whether or not you have the lizard skin. Right, <laughs> right. right. Like right. That doesn't define right. whether you're right. a good person. Right. Right. That doesn't right. define whether you're cool. Right. We right. all have to learn that. Yep. In so many, like I remember when I was a kid and I thought if I don't have Air Jordans, the original red ones, yes. right, I'm yes. not cool. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, and exactly. my parents taught me, no, the things you wear are not what make you cool. Right. Right. And, the, and we need to teach that to kids yep. in, in, online too. Exactly. That's the real problem. Yep. Uh, if we want to talk about the problems yeah. with screen time. Yeah. Um, that's the real problem with the in-app purchases is that kids start to imagine it, it defines them. And, right. And we need people who are defined by what matters, you know, by their, by who they are as people. Right. Yeah. And you see that a lot too, especially with parents when they're trying to chase the likes. So they're trying to chase yeah. the viral sensation or whatever. I mean, we're here at uh, a great summit where you've got a lot of engaged dads and you can see there was a good talk earlier today about a guy who was not trying to go viral, but was just trying to put out a message about his son getting bullied and, and it, it took off. But you could see how easily something like that, where it's a positive uplifting message could be turned into somebody trying to chase like the next big thing, the next yeah. rush, the next yeah. high. And then that teaches the kids. That that's where you find validation yeah. is if you, especially if you involve them in pictures, videos, whatever it, I feel like there is a tendency to want to have them see like, or it's passed down to where they see validation is that is who, other people validate you and your self-worth and really like we define our self-worth. Well, and this is what's great. What, what's always shocking to me is that I think as a culture, um, uh, as a, as a humanity, even <laughs> we're starting to realize that the sort of the, the like button of, of, of external validation is problematic. Right. And that, and instead of us going, how do we teach our kids not to do that? We're going, Oh, those like buttons are bad. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Why don't we teach them how to, how to use those like buttons right. in constructive ways that aren't connected to that. Because there's things that are great about the like button. I, 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 love, I love when I post a picture to, to my own social media right. group, like the small one, and I get likes and people comment. Like, yeah. that feels great, yeah. Yeah, right? Especially when it's done in, in a healthy, positive way. Right. Um, uh, again, as you said, the, pro the problem is when that becomes self-defining rather right. than just sort of the pleasure. Like, we all like right. applause. We all right. like when people compliment yeah. our clothing. That's right? There's right. nothing wrong with the like button. Right. The problem right. is when the like button defines who you are. Right. And we need to spend more and more time doing that. Well, Jordan, thank you so much. We're going to start wrapping up the, the episode here, yeah. but is there any last piece of advice or wisdom or guidance that you would want to give parents? We're going to put your book link in the show notes so people can go <laughs> purchase it, but any additional uh, thoughts or, or lasting impression you can leave with us here? Uh, you know, I, I think I, w I would just say to parents that, that, this is the this is the world the kids are growing up in. It's also their world. It's also what they care about. And if you want to, uh, one, you want to get involved in it because it helps them feel good about themselves. But two, if you want to shape who they become, if you want to shape the way that they interact with the world, just think about how much of your own life is digital. Don't you want to shape the way your kids mm -hmm. articulate their their their, their core being in a digital world mm -hmm. and with digital tools, exactly. you're not going to do that by deciding digital is the other. Right. 
Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, now we are at my favorite part of the episode, okay. the dad joke of the week. Okay. And it is the one where I always will prevent or present some dad jokes for the guests to listen to and potentially laugh at. Okay. And the audience groans, but I can't hear them, so it works out. <laughs> but I always like to put my guests on the spot. Do you have any dad jokes that you would like to offer um, up? <laughs> did you hear about... Did you hear about the boy, the boy rope and the girl rope? No, I didn't. They did naughty things together. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I had not heard that one before at all. I like it. I like it. Uh, I've got two for you. Uh, one. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. This is a little bit of a dated joke. But why does the desktop always say hello? Why does the desktop always say? I don't know. Why? Because it's Adele. <laughs> it's Adele and it's Adele. It's good. And then the last one was, uh, uh, did you hear that Uncle Dave dropped his computer on his toe the other day? He said it mega hurts. Mega <laughs> hurts. All right, all right. That's all I got. All right, so uh, Jordan, if people want to follow you and see what you're up to, what's the best way for them to do uh, that? Twitter, Twitter. So the, 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 at, the at sign, Jordosh, J-O-R-D-O-S-H. Perfect. And then we need a hashtag for this episode. Should we go with hashtag screen time or hashtag new childhood? Let's go with hashtag new childhood because we want right. to get, get rid of screen time. There we, we go. Get rid of that whole discussion. Get rid of it. All right. <laughs> hashtag new childhood. All right. Well, listeners, uh, there's going to be a, more great episodes from the summit coming up as well as more great episodes uh, not from the summit coming your way in the following weeks. But until next time, hashtag new childhood, hashtag dad to summit and hashtag be a better dad. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com. <laughs>